Everyone welcome our new sponsor, Diet Smoke. Diet Smoke is the premier source for legal THC and mushroom products. The team at Diet Smoke sent us gummies to enjoy while we horror and chill. My favorite are the Great Sleep Gummies. And mine are the Cherry Lime Gummies. With a wide range of strengths and doses, Diet Smoke promises to find the perfect product for you. Whether you want something strong to unwind, a boost of energy to keep you going, or a lighter option for a mellow high, Diet Smoke has you covered. They understand everyone is different, which is why they're dedicated to helping you find the perfect product. Their customer service team will be by your side helping you along the way. Diet Smoke has cannabis gummies, shots, and vapes, each one made to deliver the best balance of flavor and effect. So don't settle for less and join the Diet Smoke community and discover the buzz for you. Visit dietsmoke.com today and use code DFWTO for 50% off any item and enjoy your journey to cannabis bliss. Diet Smoke, your partner in finding the perfect THC and mushroom products. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a longtime listener, you know how much mental health means to us. Mental health actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddy, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death. Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree and you're searching for professional services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just like the final girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DFWTO and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DFWTO. And remember guys, don't fuck with the original. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. All right, guys, we have a special episode tonight where we're going to be talking about a spooky place. If you guys have watched any, any ghost hunting shows or destination shows or anything with the weird and wacky... You have heard of the Devil's Tramping Ground. Mm-hmm. It is a very strange place in the middle of a very flourishing forest that is just a circle plot of land that has no growth, no trees, like barely any grass, just nothing. It just like nothing lives there. Um, it's kind of like very the... suspicious. It's very sus. Very, very. It's sus. the Bermuda Triangle of the forest. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i would i of... would be uh, yeah that would it, that would creep me that if yeah w- woods are creepy we were literally just talking about the blair witch project before this and like woods are creepy enough as is but then you walk into that no 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 thank you absolutely um so we're gonna be talking about like a new an actual news article that kind of talks about it and then we're going to talk about the lore of the place itself um i have actually seen some people get like paranormal things happen in this circle. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I have seen um, a lot of different things happen in this circle. It, it, it is very strange. It's very strange why this is a thing, why this is a phenomenon. Um, so, yeah. So, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. So, our first article is a news article uh, by Spectrum News, um, Charles Duncan. And this was released very, pretty much the end of last year. Um, it says, the gr- so this spot is in central North Carolina, just so you know. And um, it is in, in Chatham, Chatham, Chatham County. Yeah, Chatham County. 
The ground is barren in the center. Even the crabgrass str struggles to grow. Legend says nothing can thrive on this patch in the woods of Catham County. It's been this way for generations, for hundreds of years, forever, they say. This is the Devil's Tramping Ground. It sites about 10 miles south of Siler City and a swath of forest surrounded by farm fields. It's right outside of uh, Durham and Raleigh, North Carolina, if anybody's familiar with that. And that is, that's, that's right smack in the middle of North Carolina. Um... Man, I wish I would have thought about that. I could have maybe went when I went to North Carolina. <laughs> just went and visited. Just drove, drove right there. Like, just passing through. Just, just passing. A circular path. So it's about 40 feet wide. A circular path surrounds the bare soil. Satan himself, the tale goes, visits this spot regularly during his nightly walks. Because that's what Satan does. Mm -hmm. He paces the circle considering the evils. After me. <laughs> These boots were that's, made for That's walking. what the devil's after I got doing. my red dress on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he paces the circle considering the evils of the world. So Because the devil would, the red dress thing I just made me think about what, what's his name from Powerpuff Girl. I'm like, because the devil would look like a drag queen. Oh yeah. Hot as fuck too. For sure. Um, locals have been unsuccessful <clears throat> in trying to transplant the wiry grass to other soils, according to the Encyclopedia of North Carolina. Visitors have attempted to anchor sticks and other obstacles in the barren area, but morning always finds these obstacles cleared away. A recent visit to the spot found it protected behind a gate with game cameras in the woods to keep an eye on any visitors. A local man walking his dog nearby laughed when he spoke with a reporter there to check out the devil's tramping ground, but still, nothing grows on the spot. There are other theories, too. It could have been a sacred site for indigenous people. Perhaps it was an alien landing zone. Maybe there's another supernatural energy affecting this place. Maybe it was just a popular party spot for generations to Chatham County teenagers who built bonfires and trampled the earth bare. The damn. What months may get when you tramp when you party so hard and trample the earth so fucking hard that nothing will grow ever again. Like how how hard are you partying? Damn. Um, what months may have been a place of suspicion has since been embraced. The spot sits along the aptly named Devil's Tramping Ground Road. So clearly they are embracing the Kind of like Roswell <laughs> <laughs> and Point Pleasant. Right. Um, Tommy Edwards and the Bluegrass Experience have a song about the site. Some say they hear the devil laugh as he walks around, so don't go near that evil spot where Satan can be found. This barren patch remains a mystery. Soil samples taken by North Carolina Department of Ag Agriculture show increased salt levels in the area, according to a 2006 article in the North NC Encyclopedia and NCpedia. But according to UNCTV, more recent so soil testing shows the salt content is not high enough to make it so nothing can grow. For now, the place will remain a mystery down a lonely road in rural Chatham County. Or Chatham, however you fucking say that county. Chatham. <laughs> yeah, it seems like um, this is almost sort of reminiscent of, uh, and I, I don't think we've ever done an episode about this either, but... Um, Rendlesham Forest is kind of one of the more famous unexplained UFO incidences that happened specifically in England. Um, and it happened on an army base, uh, which is actually at the time was a U.S. Army base or Air Force base. And apparently not only were there lights seen, but something actually landed in the forest. And where the craft allegedly alleged craft allegedly allegedly landed allegedly um, <laughs> allegedly after it took off there was like this barren area i think that might have even been mentioned when travis walton tells his story the 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 guy that the fire in the sky movie and his uh his abduction that even though that craft didn't specifically land, but the beam of light that it gave off when he was initially abducted left like a barren spot mm. in the forest. Um, so that's been something there have been, I just, I know that when I first found out about this, the, the devil's tramping ground, that was what 
one of the first things that interested me about this was the thought back to like Rendlesham and other incidences where if a if a craft it's been seen that if a craft landed and typically well you know that's the whole thing with, with like crop circles too right but like specifically if they land in a forest there it'll be like a clearing in a forest and then after they take off i mean who who knows if it's the chemicals they leave behind or pre who knows but like afterwards like nothing will grow there afterwards and like animals won't even cross through like if people come there with their dogs like the dog will only stay out of out in the outer perimeter like the dog won't even cross through in the middle of it um just very strange like the way animals react to it the fact that no plant life will grow there it's just it's it's I very honestly... very very strange so that's why it would be, it would it would be, I would believe more that it would be uh Aliens. alien than it's necessarily something paranormal. That's what I was just about to say. If if there's anything actually for real for real going on, I feel like it is an alien something to do with an aircraft, an right. alien aircraft because of the weird magnetic shit that their crafts have. If it landed there and had a certain whatever, it would probably make it barren for however long because it's just... Yes, I didn't think about that either with radiation. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know how Chernobyl is. So, this next article is uh, from NorthCarolinaGhost.com. And it's titled, The Scary Truth, The Devil's Tramping Ground. So, this is actually going back more into this particular site discusses uh legends and stories and folklore specific to the state of north carolina and the devil's tramping ground is obviously a big one so this one's going to go a lot more into the history of the of the folklore behind the story um so it starts out by saying the classic version of the devil's tramping ground story is the one you've just read which is so there's another, it links to another article, which basically explains a lot of what uh, Casper already discussed as far as like describing what it looks like, where it's actually located. This one actually tells you exactly where it is. It always makes me wonder with these that if it's um, like actually on someone's property, I would always worry about that. Um, so I didn't even know that linked to another article. So <laughs> this article is actually a, a tiny bit shorter. It, it kind of sounds more like a story to me, but, um, I'll read this one real quick. It says in the low rolling hills of Southern Chatham County, South of Siler city in the woods near Harper's crossroads lies one of the most famous haunted places in North Carolina. The Devil's Tramping Ground is a mysterious, perfectly round and absolutely barren circle about 40 feet in diameter in the pine woods of Chatham County. Not a tree, not a flower, no lowly weed, and not even a single blade of grass will grow in the limits of the circle. Seed sowed there refuses to sprout. Any vegetation transplanted there will wither and die. And what's even more strange is any object left in the circle before dusk, um, like Casper mentioned before, will have been violently moved outside its bounds, its bounds by dawn. Dogs tuck their tail. Okay, see, I mentioned this with other stories. So this apparently happens here too. Dogs tuck their tails between their legs and whimper when brought near. The frightened animals will dig their heels into the sand, refusing to be brought into the circle. That always makes me suspicious when dogs react to shit like that. Oh like, yeah, absolutely dogs know. Men have tried to spend the night in the circle, but not one has not one has succeeded and remained sane. Something they see on their vigils drives them out of their wits, never to recover. For the devil's tramping ground has earned its name. It said that there that this is where the devil himself walks at night. In his tramping ground, the devil spends his nights pacing around and around in a circle, turning his bitter mind towards ways to bring human souls to damnation. It's the scorching heat of his cloven hoofprints that kills the vegetation and has rendered the soil barren. He angrily brushes aside anything left in its path. His great strength easily able to toss aside even the heaviest objects. When he walks his private spot on earth, the devil drops the illusions 
with which he disguises himself when he appears to men in his natural state. The face of this fallen angel is so horrible that no man can see it and remain sane. The mystery of the devil's tramping ground has been known since Chatham County was founded. Shortly before the war for independence, from generation to generation, the story has been passed down. And despite efforts by scientists to explain this barren patch of land, no satisfying explanation has ever been given. So if you're driving on State Road 1100 in rural Chatham County at night and you pass a curve in the road where there's a narrow path leading off into the woods when you see a shadowy figure moving between the trees, it's best to drive away as fast as you can and never look back until you're long gone. But there's more to the story. But and wait, so that there's leads to more. the next article of the scary truth behind the devil's tramping ground. Um... And then that states that besides the explanation of it being the actual devil tramping along the ground at night, um, was that the story, the place was the site of a battle between two rival American Indian tribes. Supposedly the blood of those killed soaked the ground so thoroughly that nothing would ever grow there again. The losing tribe then fled from the mainland entirely onto the outer banks and became the Croatoan tribe that befriended the quote-unquote lost colonists. Others say that the site is the burial ground of the great Indian chief named Croatan, and that the gods keep the spot barren out of respect. The idea has also been put forth that the soil in the Devil's Tramping Ground is barren because the circle was the site of a UFO landing, and the, as we said before, the strange radiation from its extraterrestrial engines has permanently exterminated the grass. Most recently, a sign was posted at the site renaming the Devil's Tramping Ground as the Chatham County Vortex and claiming that the site is the anchor of a Magdalene crystal column of energy. So Magdalene energy is an idea that has emerged out of England in the past decade. This theory proposes that the planet is surrounded by a web of divine Ma Ray energy that is an expression of a divine feminine presence, well, Mary Magdalene, Magdalene, divine feminine president presence, bundling this idea with earlier English traditions of Jesus traveling to the British Isles at some point in his life, while also incorporating this into a mysticism based on Carl Jungian psychology and feminist readings of the Arthurian legend. So there's a lot going on here. But what might be most interesting for the history of the Devil's Tramping Ground and all of this is that for the first time, the spot is being associated with positive supernatural forces instead of negative. This sort of rereading is one of the things that makes the Devil's Tramping Ground such an interesting spot. It's an example of how once a place is identified as being supernatural or holy, that identific identification can persist even beyond the culture that created the original association. The idea of the sacred place persists even as what... That sacredness means is reinterpreted as new cultures and new contexts move into the area. The original naming of the Devil's Tramping Ground is part of a deep American folk tradition. The devil seems to have come to Chatham County when the Scotch-Irish settlers who arrived in North Carolina during the 18th century populating the course of the Cape Fear River, the Uaris, and the Appalachians. The settlers were mainly immigrants from Ulster and the counties along the border between England and Scotland, and the devil was very much part of their culture that they brought along with them. Obsession with the supernatural had been running at a peak in parts of the United Kingdom for a long time, even before the bulk of Scotch-Irish immigration to the New World. Scottish-born James I, who ascended to the unified throne of England and Scotland in 1603, was obsessed with witches and demons and even wrote a book on demonology. I'm so sorry. I think they were just so freaking bored back then. It was like everything we learned in Salem when they talked about the witch trials and, mm -hmm. and at, uh, how so much of that, that that culture, the Puritan culture was just so boring and bland and like <laughs> just Bible, Bible, Jesus, oh, you mean prayer, like, like now? fucking nothing. So like you just made shit up because it just gave you They're something like, you to know, do. We can make it way more interesting. Let's throw this in there. Knowing a crowd pleaser when he saw it and knowing who was the right crowd to please, William Shakespeare is said to have written the supernatural elements into Macbeth, 
with an eye towards the superstitious king. Belief in witches, ghosts, and goblins was a genuine cultural fixation. And this demon-haunted world came with its settlers to America. Much of the Southern American folklore and folk music owes its shape to the Scotch-Irish. And the devil was a central part of that story. The culture remains with us also in our place names. For the Scotch-Irish, any strange or dangerous place would often just be named for the devil. These names are all over North Carolina. Yeah, and as someone who has traditions and family from North Carolina, I can, all over, I can attest. Apart from the devil's tramping ground, North, Carol North Carolina has a get ready, guys. A Devil's Rock, Devil's Courthouse, Seven Devils, Kill Devil's Hills, Devil's Branch, Devil's Chimney, Devil's Nest, Four Devil's Elbows, Two Devil's Forks, A Devil's Knobs, The Devil's Tater Patch, and A Partridge in a Pear Tree. Oh my god. The that Devil's was like... Tater Patch is the cutest name for something I've ever heard. The Devil's Tater Patch. Amazing. I'll have one of those potatoes, please. Thank you. For whatever reason, this small barren patch in the woods was at some point identified as being in some way supernatural. And as the cultural context around the spot has shifted, that idea has persisted even as the stories around it have changed. In the Scotch-Irish tradition that originally named the spot, the devil is a complicated character who is seen as often as a comic figure as he as he is as an existential threat to human existence. There are numerous stories of the devil being outsmarted by mortals who trick him into using his powers against himself. This complexity has perhaps sadly diminished quite a bit since the devil's tramping ground was first named. Our expectations for the devil have changed and the convergence of popular culture and folklore has played a large role in this. After 40 years of movies like The Exorcist, when the devil bothers to make the trip to the surface, we're counting on him to do something more impressive <laughs> than just walk around in a zergle. I mean, yeah. You watch any of these possession movies now, it's like, come on, you're going to have to give me a little bit. You're going to have to give me a little something more than this. What was that stupid TikTok? Hi, Tony. Or, hey, what is your name? Tony. Yeah. What is your name? Fuck you. Fuck you, Ezekiel. Hey, devil. What is your name? And he's just walking around in a circle and you're like, are you trying to make a whirlpool like in the in a pool? Like what if I what if we walked in the other direction? Actually, what are you actually trying? What are you doing? Do? Like, why is this and why is this the only spot you're wanting to walk in? In, in North Carolina. What? What? Because what? that's the thing too. Because I'm like, if the devil, if the devil really wanted to come onto Earth and walk somewhere, why in God's name would he choose? Oh, I know that was one North of the first, Carolina. That was one of the first things that intrigued me about this whole story. He I wouldn't choose like, a place that's full of history. And like, you know, actually out of evil. anywhere in the world. And, you know, like somewhere in fucking uh where is Dracula's castle? Is that still Transylvania? Transylvania. A place like that that has like millions of years of horrible history. No. The woods in North Carolina. In the middle of North Carolina. The most evil place in the world. Yeah. Is right here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean this may be part of the reason why the stories around the spot have shifted so much in recent years. And so the threat of the devil in the woods has been replaced with other threats. The interpretation of the site had been seen through the lens of dark powers associated with Native Americans and in much of white folklore, white American folklore, where the complexities of guilt and a need to establish a psychology, a psychological legitimacy to the taking of native lands often cast the first inhabitants of the country as a supernatural force that needed to be eliminated. Stories which give a sense of legitimization to European possession of the land. Okay, sorry, this stupid ad in the middle of the article completely threw me off. So similarly, the story of the Devil's Tramping Ground as a site for a UFO landing may be a way of dealing with Cold War anxieties and the rapid changes in technology and social structure in the latter half of the 20th century. The threat of uncontrollable forces that could completely disrupt someone's life shifted as the cultural context through which life was experienced shifted. The threat went from being demons to being aliens and the unseen forces changed from magic to radiation. That's interesting, though, the cultural aspects of going from 
the guilt of this being indigenous land and then turning that guilt into, oh, it's the devil, to war breaking out and the fear of war, of invasion, all of a sudden uh, UFO and alien stories become really popular. So then you have that very swift transition from your own innate fear of your shame from that manifesting itself into the devil to an outside fear of invasion morphing into a fear of an alien threat. So that's interesting. Through it all, the mystical spot in the woods of Chatham County remained. Whether or not the latest incarnation of the devil's tramping ground as a source of uh, Magdalene crystal energy will persist and whether the culture has shifted enough so that once feared ideas of supernatural forces are now embraced remains to be seen. As for what's happening with the devil's tramping ground itself, most visitors going to the spot expecting a spectacle of supernatural horrors of Mare enlightenment will enlightenment will find the spot slightly disappointing. The bareness of the soil seems to result from the place being a naturally occurring salt lick, a phenomenon not at all uncommon in the pine forests of the Carolinas. The site has also shrunk significantly this century. Its diameter now only measuring around 20 feet. The salt content of the soil seems to be naturally fading enough so that grass now grows freely in the circle. The chief thing keeping the clearing free of other vegetation is the constant tramping it receives, not from the devil, but from visitors and local kids who seem to be using the place as a party spot. It also seems that the devil, the aliens, or whoever else was keeping the spot clean has moved on as objects left in the circle invariably remain there. The site frequently abounds with empty Slim Jim wrappers and beer cans, which is why in that last article, I did not read where the actual address was. I'm sure people can find it all on their own if they want to, but I don't want to add more to that when more to that when obviously there's already enough going on there where people are being very disrespectful. Um, it sounds like to me that there was probably people that lived around that property that families were keeping it clean for years because they were getting sick of people dumping stuff back there. But now that's those, those families are probably long gone or who, if anybody even owns that property, nobody's keeping up with it because, uh, you know, it would probably be end up being more of a County or a state issue. Cause it definitely seems like whoever was, keeping up with trying to clean it definitely isn't doing that now, at least by the time this article came out. A rusted, a rusted refrigerator sat in the circle for a number of years, which was eventually hauled away by human hands on the back of a very mundane truck. It may just be that the devil has given up, the proliferation of modern litter being just too much for the Prince of Darkness to cope with. So, yeah, that was the article about, um, you know, I love how that one really went into a lot of history about the area and how that is a representation of how folklore manifests itself. Because I think that I I think that's kind of the definition of folklore, of how things like that start in certain areas culturally. It's because of their history so i definitely tried to find some paranormal happenings that happened um that people because i've seen shows where people have went there and gotten like weird they've gotten like evps and like weird things there but um the only thing that I'm getting on Google is Reddit, and I don't have Reddit, number one. And number two, it's making me do a whole rigmarole sign up. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I have a Reddit account. I just haven't used it in uh, fucking years. So, um, and probably a lot of those are fake, because I know Reddit has that no sleep um, thing where a lot of people just post stories that they've made themselves. So it would be hard to know if something's real or not. Um, but also, I can't find anybody that has posted any experiences that they've had when they've went there. So I really tried to find something, and I just I can't. I can't find anything. 
Um, I do know if you go on YouTube, there are quite a number of YouTube videos. Um, the most recent one was from a year ago of a hiking trail YouTube channel. Um, I guess someone shot a short film there nine years ago that has almost 50,000 views on YouTube. That might be interesting to watch. Might have to give that, might have to give that a watch at some point. Um, there is a ghost hunter page that apparently did catch some paranormal activity when they were there. Um, so there are several YouTube channels where people have gone to, uh, the devil's tramping ground and either, um, yeah, there's the short film. I'd like to check that out. That might be kind of interesting to watch. Short, short films are, yeah. I mean, how many have become major motion films, right? So that might be interesting, but the majority of the videos are people who have actually been there and apparently did have something happen. Um, they either saw something, experienced something. Um, I think it's interesting to note that uh, with that last article that it's actually shrunk. Has that it? it was 40, that it was 40 feet wide and now it's only 20 feet wide. That's actually That's shrinking. so interesting. What is this place? What actually happened here? What's the 411? What is the cool jams? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's something that's just naturally occurring. I think it's interesting that, that as many people keep going there and they keep trampling all over the place, that's what's keeping a lot of things from growing because it's not getting a chance because so many people are walking all over the area. Um, so what I think is it's probably people that lived near there were probably the ones that were keeping it cleared when people were coming by as the popularity of the, of the folklore, you know, and then obvious, and then obviously with the internet and then with social media, we're doing a podcast about it. I saw probably close to a dozen videos on YouTube about it. There's enough people that know about it now that it's probably, you know, now that's just made it even more popular. And I'm sure that whoever lived lived near there before that was keeping it clean is probably no longer there. Um, yeah. So like I said, you'd have to get the county or the state involved if they were actually going to clean it out. But um I mean, yeah, I mean, what I that mean, would take enough people complaining, and this looks like a pretty. I mean, even if you just go on Google Maps to that part of North Carolina, just that central part of North Carolina, that's pretty. I mean, it's it's pretty rural, very wooded. It doesn't look like there's that. You know, you're not going to have that many people living around that area enough that somebody's, you know. I'm sure back then, yeah, at one time, but enough now that somebody would be checking in, probably not. Um, I mean, I personally would go like like to go visit it myself. I uh, I like to go walk around, see if we I feel anything off or whatnot, and just you know see if I, I catch anything. But when the the stuff that people have caught has been very small things that could easily be explained by either radiation or I mean the forest the thing too is that the forest is so large and if it is indigenous land you could be catching AVPs from fucking any part of that forest mm -hmm. so even if you get paranormal activity in that circle that doesn't necessarily mean it has anything to do with the circle itself it could just literally be the forest or the land because it is a dense forest, and forests can be haunted. The fucking forest by the uh, real conjuring house? Uh-uh. No. No. You wouldn't catch me dead in those in those trees. No. They've heard whistling at night. When you hear whistling at night, that's a no-no. It's a no. Don't go in the woods after the whistle. You're not going to be happy with what you come in contact with. <laughs> well, I think it's... I think it's even worse 
when it's an area like you mentioned the woods around the conjuring house where that was an area where it was the site of a civil war battle mm -hmm. like anything that saw an intense amount of bloodshed like supposedly this area in north carolina where the devil's tramping ground was was a an indigenous site where there were two conflicting tribes um honestly all you have to say is indigenous if the land was indigenous and i'm like well it's haunted easy like very very easily it's haunted i mean even though the entirety of america is indigenous land but whatever i digress the <laughs> the ones that are heavily right. indigenous they're gonna be haunted that's just sorry i heard a strange noise outside there that's just going to be um normal just completely normal for that to be haunted the way it is and a lot of the lore and stuff that indigenous people have i.e. skinwalkers, um, wendigos, things of that nature. Um, they're very spiritual. They're very spiritual people. So having paranormal activity and stuff like that around indigenous spots is not uncommon. No, not at all. And again, I think especially in spots, like I said, where if, if there, especially if there's proof that there was two opposing tribes or, um, settlers coming in and fighting them off their land if there's if there's any factual history to that happening in that area it is you I, I i think it's a given if not a definite that there is going to be some type of activity or energy there that is just naturally going to feel off um Especially with how heavily indigenous tribes believed in that part of, you know, that that was a part of their spiritual spirituality, a part of their um, religion, have you, their belief, their belief system. system. That was their entire belief system was in energy and spirits in every, how everything carried energy animals grass the sky the wind the sun everything carried an energy everything had a god behind it everything had a central figure behind it and how it was made and how it manifests and how to use it and how to benefit you know everything um so yeah uh it's interesting when you actually do look at a map of the De of devil's tramping ground road of the actual road itself um, there are quite a number of houses on this road. Uh, I don't know. And again, I don't, it, there's nowhere that I could find that says that it's actually like private property. So, I mean, I definitely would be careful where you, where you park, <laughs> you know, like, Make sure your car doesn't get towed. Make sure you don't have somebody, you know, running out with a shotgun because you're parked on their damn property. Like, um, is the woods, are the woods a part of any kind of like big park or anything like that? No, there's no, it's just pretty rural. like where the, where the actual road is like from that one article that gave directions. There's, there's no like park. It's just woods hmm. it's just a road um and it's very it is rural it's very rural but it's like there are people that live on this road like there's there's a few houses and then there's like nothing it's very very rural like is it set, i bet it's set up kind of like trenton and oxford is the way yeah. trenton's like a house super long period of land a house that's a cemetery a cornfield, a house, like yeah. Kind that's of like, that's the east side of Cincinnati too. You go farther yeah. out, the farther out east you go, it's like that. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. There's no like, there's no park or forest or anything like that. That's why I don't know. I don't know where people are parking. I don't know how people are getting to this thing because there's there's no parking lot. There's no park. There's anywhere that you don't see just barren 
you know, land like farmland or woods. It's where, you know, someone lives. And I don't know. I wouldn't want to, I don't know. I wouldn't want to take that risk of, I personally would be more afraid of parking on someone's property than yeah. I have. Because then I would actually, you know, I would probably have some kind of fee or my car gets towed and I'm in fucking North Carolina and, you know, just paying fees out the fucking ass for no reason because I wanted to go see a fucking barren circle in the middle of the forest. So. And I'm just sure there's enough people that have. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. It, it bothers me that it's an area that there have been so many people there and it's not really like sanctioned off and there's been enough and there's been people there that have part because now it's like any energy that would have been there if it's UFO or indigenous, I feel like is, is tainted with all of the people that have been there. Like now yeah. you're just now you're just reading too many energies because it's just some random place that anyone can go to. And obviously a lot of people are and they're using it to party in the middle of the woods. It's like well, now you don't know whose energy you're picking up. It's just it's it's everyone it's every rando's energy. It's everybody's energy you're picking up because there's been a million people that have you know, and this is folklore that dates, this dates all the way back to, you know, some of the earliest history of when that part of North Carolina was founded. So, I mean, you're, you're going back that long that there have been that many people that have known about this place. It's like, yeah, you don't know who's, I, I, I would think it's safe to say that even if, somebody did find it and you could go and there were there weren't like a trespassing issues like i don't think you're getting i don't think there's any way to definitively tell whose energy you're going to be picking up i it's just it's just too much it is and then a... it would disappoint me honestly i would be pissed and extremely disappointed um to be in nature in the woods and see a bunch of fucking trash everywhere. I would, yeah. I would hate that. That would piss me off. I would immediately want to clean it up. I hate that shit. I hate when people do that. I hate when people do that at the local parks around my house that I go to. And mm -hmm. typically people are pretty respectful. Thank God. But um, I hate that shit. And that would piss me off. I would hate that. I would hate to see these these beautiful... Woods well, Mother Nature's pissed for a reason. And yeah, she I has mean, every like, right to be. So people just literally just fucking throwing shit and trash, literal shit and trash everywhere. But um, yeah, yeah, totally disrespectful. So disrespectful. But, um, yeah. If you would like to go on Devil's Tramping Ground Road in Chatham County, North Carolina, and find the Devil's Tramping Ground yourself and see if you feel any Magdalene energy. Or just some randos who drink beer and eat Slim Jim's energy. You can go see if you can find it. Um, just don't park on private property. Don't do that. Um, but yeah. That's all we have for tonight. That's all I had for the story. Uh, we hadn't done a paranormal place in a while. Or any like paranormal locations or anything like that in a bit. So this was just kind of a fun one. Just to kind of break up uh, some of the other podcast topics we've we've talked about, but um, yeah, this I was a fun, like this was a fun one. It would be really nice to be able to actually go somewhere haunted this year. Like I know for real, it's just God, it's just so hard getting because we've been to all of the ones that are like clear, close, closer to us. A lot of the ones that are closer to us, and so now we got to start driving for to six hours out and that's really hard for me to not sleep and drive that many hours so we'd have to get a hotel so it's a little bit more expensive now on top of the tickets and you know inflation just won't fucking take a fucking break so <laughs> it's like what's that they're like break what are you talking about we need some deflation like we don't know what De that is deflation Please. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just saw something earlier about uh, 
my husband was like, haven't you been to Eastern State? I'm like, no. That's on our list. No. It's on the list, though. But no. Sadly, have not been there It's also yet. very expensive to do an overnight there. <laughs> so, because it's just so fucking massive. That's really what it boils down to. You get, like, didn't they say 10? Don't you get 10 hours there? I think so. And it's fucking massive. It's humongous. I think it's like three or four hundred dollars a person, but like I get when it's that long, like that's a more than a work shift. Like that's half of a fucking day, and you get the whole place. And a lot of that money goes back into the place and keeping it It's very old. Yeah. And very so it's very like, massive. It's so and hard. set empty. And it's cold here. <laughs> It sat empty for a long, long, long time, too, before it was actually mm -hmm. an attraction for uh, real-life haunts for people to overnight or visit or tour. And they also do a regular, like, Halloween fakie haunted house every year. So all that money does go back into the upkeep, upkeep because before any of that, it sat empty for a very long time. This is a massive It's so big. Location. Oh, it my God. so huge. So it would be worth it for sure for the money to have that much time to explore every bit of that it. Would some, like, like, that would actually be like a vacation. Real legitimate like <laughs> shit mm -hmm. on camera or whatever, you know, experiences or whatever, because you would have so much time yep. in every little area of that place. Yeah, that would have to just be a vacation in and of itself to just go there. Um But yeah. Hopefully you guys get to visit some spooky places this year. Right. Horror Hound's all we have in our plans as of right now, but that doesn't mean it won't change. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully we can go somewhere. Even it's still spoopy stuff, you know? Still, yeah, it's still spoopy. Just different spoopies. All right, well, you got to give us a good... Well, our... In, our um, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm sorry, my brain has been buffering all day. You're fine. Um, next week, we are doing a new movie review slash true story episode about The Haunting in Connecticut, the 2009 film. Um, we, Of course, you guys, I'm sure, have heard The Haunting in Connecticut story. Uh, the Warrens have, you know, they, they were involved in that. Um, the Haunting in Connecticut is a giant movie that was around for a while. It's not great, but that's okay. The real story is pretty fucking scary as hell. Um, if you want to watch the movie to prepare yourselves, uh, it's on Netflix, so feel free to watch it. Like I said, it's the 2009 movie. It's the movie. I thought it got, I, I don't know. I feel like there's so many movies that I'm like, oh, like I, I guess I see past and appreciate it for what it is. And then people just see it on the surface and we're like, oh, that movie suck. I think that like. I don't think it sucked. It just, I wasn't a huge fan is all. I, I liked, I wasn't huge, but I mean, I. I liked it a lot more than I think the average person did. And I think that was just because the story, even though it was very fictionalized to what really happened, obviously, you know, it's Hollywood storytelling. Um, I appreciated the mix between the spiritual, the old school, like spiritualist side of it, where they were like the fakey seances with the ectoplasm and how mm -hmm. huge that was at the time. And like the turn of the century, like, uh, 19th century or so, like late 1800s, early 1900s. That was like spiritualist movement was huge. Um, like mixing that in with this like really sick funeral home director that's like so obsessed with the after that he's literally doing like experiment, like not so much experiments, but like um, not experiments, not the word, but doing like rituals mm -hmm. with dead bodies. Like to th the mixture of that of of those two things I thought was really, really interesting. And then you take that fictionalized part and mix it in with the true life part of this family going through a crisis because the son is sick and they move into this house that was the funeral home where the spiritualism and, and weird, uh, uh, saying, uh, Oh, seances and and uh things are going on that he's that this uh funeral home director was doing so um i think that i think with some of those movies the ending kind of um 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot you could pick apart to that movie, but I think they, I, I appreciated it for what it was. I appreciated with what they were trying to do, like all the different elements that they mixed in with it. I thought was really interesting, especially at the time. Like, considering what the real, as scary as the real story was, and they yeah. like really turned it on its head. Um, whatever you guys do, we will not be talking about this at all because it has nothing to do with the real story, but do not watch the sequel. Oh, it's I made that garbage. I made that mistake. I, it's I, garbage. Yeah. Oh my I God. I too wasted do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One time. That's all it takes. Just yep. one time. And don't do it. And we're, we're telling you, don't do the one time. Just don't at all. Some movies are worth a one-time watch, and some movies are worth a no-time watch. That was worth a no-time. And we can't get that time back. So we're going to save that time for you. You ever thought about and how don't long watch it. in your life you've wasted watching garbage films? Oh, my God. It's depressing. <laughs> I really try not to. I, I try best. not to. I have officially not, I will not watch anything that is below a three on IMDb because I have found three movies that are scored a three that I've really liked. You're taking a chance, but you can sometimes find those hidden gems. If it is a literal 1.7, I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I think pass. I'm there with you. You definitely cannot score below a three. I'm I'm not. There's no way. Like I'm just I'm I'm not gonna do it. I'm absolutely not gonna do it because this is I'm I'm gonna get bored or I'm not angry but just like fuck me watching this June is 9th. a waste of time because it's just a waste of time. June 9th was a waste of my life. Oh my god. Oh my god, the payoff wasn't even worth it. I'm sorry. It's fine. Anyways, so yeah, uh, you guys watch that movie on Netflix if you would like to prepare for next week. Um, and then we'll be talking about the real story of the haunting in Connecticut. Um, if you have... Go or, okay. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at DFWTO Podcast. Handle is DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, want to say hey... Or give us some ideas for another podcast episode. Feel free to email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow and a subscribe on um, Google Podcasts, Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. And you will always know when we put new episodes out. And give us a follow, give us a subscribe, give us a rating, give us a review, all of the things. And then lastly, of course, check out our merch. Um, all of the merch proceeds goes back into the podcast somehow, some way, whether it be um, trips or, you know, something like that, or just actual, just more podcast um, um, things that we use to do our, the podcast. Our, our Equipment. Broke. Jesus. My brain broke. It just keeps this machine going, is what it does. You help us out, you buy our merch, you sow your support. You just, it just kept, just keeps this thing going. But, um, you know, of course, if you can't, just listening and reviewing is a big help, too. Yes. So. Word of mouth. Tell your friends. Oh, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we hope you have a wonderful week. And we love you. And, of course, thank you thank you always for the support. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the, the original. original. Okay, bye.